You are listening to Gone But Never Forgotten. Our topics can include, but are not limited to, murder, sexual assault, graphic and gruesome details, and more. These topics are adult in nature and are not meant for everyone. Listener discretion is advised. Certainly one of the most baffling crimes that you can learn about are the cases where parents kill their own child or children. It is hard enough to fathom that we live in a world where anyone believes that they can take a life or lives and they will get away with it, or they simply do not care what the repercussions will be. When someone takes that awfulness to an entirely new level, though, and takes the lives of their own offspring, it certainly can shake you to the core. This week we're going to cover a story that has an incredible amount of awful, an incredible amount of weird, and two people with a whole lot of death surrounding them. Hello, my name is Lance, and welcome to episode 93 of Gone But Never Forgotten, Murder, Cults, and Asshats, The Murders of Tylee Ryan and J.J. Vallow. Tylee Ashlyn Ryan was born on September 24th of 2002 to her parents Joseph Ryan and Lori Ryan. She was described by her family members as a vibrant young woman who was always laughing and always loving everyone and everything around her. She was incredibly positive. Family would say that Tylee loved to spend time with her friends, and she was also an avid fan of the TV show The Office. More than anything in the world, though, Tylee loved to hang out with and spend time with her little brother JJ and her older brother Colby. Tylee's teenage years were mostly spent in Arizona, where she attended Perry High School in Gilbert, Arizona. Tylee would become one part of the center of a missing persons and later murder case that was shocking. It would be determined later that the last time that Tylee Ryan was seen was on September 8th of 2019, and she was at Yellowstone National Park with her brother, JJ, her mom, Lori, and her uncle, her mom's brother, Alex Cox. The trip was just two weeks before her 17th birthday. Joshua Jackson, or J.J. Vallow, was born on May 25th of 2012 to his parents Todd Trahan and Mandy Leisure. He would later be adopted by Charles Vallow and Lori Daybell in 2014. J.J. was diagnosed as being on the autism spectrum, and he previously attended Lawrence Institute for Education in Gilbert, Arizona, 
before his family moved to Idaho, and he attended Rexburg's Kennedy Elementary School in Idaho. Everyone that knew J.J. said that he was a loving little boy who brought joy to every room that he was in. J.J. also returned every bit of love that his sister Ty Lee would dote on him in kind. The two were inseparable. J.J. would of course become the second part of the story at the center of the cases his sister was the center of. J.J. was last captured on a doorbell video playing with a friend on September 23rd of 2019. That is the last known footage of him. He was also last seen on that day at his school. On September 24th, Lori would call the school and inform them that J.J. was no longer going to attend Kennedy Elementary, and he was instead going to be homeschooled. This was certainly strange to the people that knew him because J.J. had grown so much through socialization at school, and he loved to be with his friends there. Before we get to the events that happened after the children disappeared, I will drag the timeline back here and introduce you to the parents at the center of the story and give you their own track records. Lori Vallow Daybell, also known by a bunch of names, as we'll cover here, was born on June 26th of 1973 as Lori Noreen Cox in Loma Linda, California. Lori would get married for the first time at the age of 19 in 1992 to her high school boyfriend, Nelson Yanes. Their marriage was short and ended in divorce soon afterwards. In October of 1955, Lori would get married for the second time to a man named William LeJoya when she was only 22 years old. The two would have a son together named Colby in 1996 and then the two would get divorced in 1998. In 2001, Lori would get married for the third time, this time to a man named Joseph Anthony Ryan Jr., and Lori and Joseph legally adopted Colby. Lori and Joseph would then have their daughter, Ty Lee, in 2002. The pair would ultimately, though, also get a divorce, theirs coming in 2005. In February of 2006, Lori would get married for the fourth time, this time to a man named Leland Anthony Vallow, who went by the name Charles. Even though Charles had been a lifelong Catholic, he converted to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints for Lori because that was very important to her. Charles came into the marriage with two children of his own from a previous marriage, and then in 2013, Lori and Charles would adopt Charles's grandnephew, Joshua Jackson, or J.J. Vallow. The family would move to Hawaii in late 2014. Chad Daybell was born on August 11th of 1968 in Provo, Utah, and was first married to Tamara Douglas. The two got married on March 19th of 1990, Chad had graduated from Brigham Young University with a Bachelor of Arts in Journalism. From there, Chad would work odd jobs, including doing work as a sexton, also known as a gravedigger. Chad would put out his first book in 2001 entitled One Foot in the Grave, which covered his experiences working as a sexton 
And in 2004, he actually founded Spring Creek Book Company, which he used, among other things, to self-publish his religious beliefs and his beliefs about the end times. With Spring Creek Book Company, Chad would publish a lot of fiction and non-fiction books, and he directed all of the books that he published at the Latter-day Saint or LDS church-going audience. Most of his books depicted situations and backdrops of apocalyptic times and frightening themes. Chad came forward and shared more about himself as he developed a following. He shared that he had two near-death experiences in his life, and that is where his visions had started so that he could put them in his books. He said that nothing that he put in his books came from his own creativity, but rather because of his near-death experiences, he said that he would have visions and messages downloaded to his brain from God. He said that everything that he wrote about would become real events, and they would all come true. They were prophecies, not stories. So, as you can see, this was certainly an eccentric man, but one that certainly developed a following. Chad and Tammy would end up having five children, Garth, Emma, Seth, Leah, and Mark. At some point in late 2014 or early 2015, Lori found and became minorly obsessed with Chad's Standing in Holy Places book series. Then Lori and her family moved back to Arizona in 2016. It was the fall of 2018 when Lori had a chance to meet the author that she had become centered and fixated upon. The two would meet at a Preparing a People event. For those that don't know, and don't worry, I didn't, Preparing a People is an organization that says its mission is to help prepare the people of this earth for the second coming of Jesus Christ. The organization claims to not be affiliated with any particular church or denomination or any official church doctrines, policies, or positions. It is widely held, though, that the group is essentially made up of members of the LDS Church. Chad was a very popular speaker at Preparing a People events. Upon meeting, Chad would tell Lori that the two of them had actually been married in seven previous lifetimes, and she became intrigued. The two started to communicate privately while Lori was still married and with Charles. One particular time, Charles went away on a business trip, and Lori took advantage of having the house to herself by hosting an overnight gathering of people from the Preparing a People meetings. Chad told Lori that he had lived 31 different lives on different planets, and he always referred to people as light or dark, based on whether he felt that they were living their lives akin to Jesus or to Satan. Chad also told Lori that she had lived 21 different lives and that they had been together five times on Earth alone. This guy was certainly a charmer. I mean, if someone told me that we had been together for five lifetimes already on Earth, I would assume then that they must be my soulmate. Wouldn't you? Chad and Lori continued to grow closer together, and they began to share many beliefs that were quite strange. 
Amongst those beliefs, Lori believed that she was a godlike figure, and the pair also believed that zombies were indeed a real thing. Obviously, as Lori started to spend more time with Chad, she was spending less time with Charles, and according to Charles, Lori told him in February of 2019 that she didn't care about him or JJ anymore. She said that she was in fact the reincarnated wife of Joseph Smith, the founder of Mormonism and the LDS Church. Lori then disappeared for almost two months. While she was gone, Charles filed for divorce, citing that Lori had threatened his life. She had stolen $35,000 U.S. from their joint bank account and his truck. And Lori also believed that she was godlike. Here is an outtake from the divorce filings. Quote, Mother, Lori Vallow, has become infatuated, at times obsessive, about near-death experiences and spiritual visions. Mother has told Father, Charles Vallow, that she is sealed to the ancient Book of Mormon prophet Moroni, and that she has lived numerous lives on numerous planets prior to this current life. Mother also believes that she was married to James the Just in a past life, and also lived as Mary French in the 1800s, who was Joseph Smith Jr.'s natural grandmother. Mother also informed father that she is translated being who cannot taste death, sent by God to lead the 144,000 into the millennium. Mother believes that she is receiving spiritual revelations and visions to help her gather and prepare those chosen to live in the New Jerusalem after the Great War as prophesied in the Book of Revelations. On January 29th of 2019, during a phone conversation between the parties and after their physical separation, Mother informed Father that she was a god assigned to carry out the work of the 144,000 at Christ's second coming in July 2020, and that if Father got in her way of her mission, she would murder him." Charles's lawyers would get him to seek a protection order from Lori as well. Charles also had told his attorneys that he was the most concerned for J.J., because J.J. needed routine in his life for him to feel safe and happy. Charles said that he was also concerned for Ty Lee, but that because she was not legally his child, he was unable to include her in the filings. A month after everything was filed, Charles would withdraw the divorce paperwork and say that they had a desire to make the marriage work. On July 11th of 2019, Charles would be shot and killed in Chandler, Arizona. The shooter was Alex Cox, Lori's brother. Alex claimed self-defense and said that he had confronted Charles because he had abused his sister and that Charles had hit him with a bat. That is why Alex said that he retrieved his gun and murdered Charles. Perhaps most tragically, J.J. and Tylee witnessed the murder of Charles. Oddly, police did not pursue the matter any further, and no charges were laid. I find it strange that this was in an open and shut case to me. You have a man in Charles who had filed for divorce and protection from Lori, and then rescinded those filings. 
Then he winds up dead at the hands of her own brother, and there is no alarm bells going off here. I wonder... I understand that all of that could be construed into being the result of abuse from Charles's side under pressure, but it really is sad that the byline for a murder is that no charges were laid at the time. On October 9th of 2019, Tammy Daybell reported to police that she had been shot in her driveway by a masked man. Unfortunately, there was no way to identify the assailant, however. Only 10 days later, Tammy would be found dead inside of Tammy and Chad's home. Chad said that Tammy had gone to bed earlier the previous night because she had a bad cough and that she had died in her sleep. Initially, that was accepted. There obviously were no romantic ties between Chad and Lori that anyone knew about, so there was nothing to tie the deaths of their two spouses to one another or make anyone look guilty of anything. Tammy's body would not be autopsied because Chad refused to let it happen and the coroner accepted his request. I want to point out too that Tammy's death happened well after September 8th and September 23rd, 2019, which is when both Ty Lee and JJ were reportedly last seen and all of this just months after Charles had been killed by Alex. So, suffice it to say that at this point there was a lot of things going on in the lives of Lori and Chad. Both of them had found themselves suddenly widowed with the murder of Charles and the sudden death of Tammy, and on top of that, Lori was lying to everyone about her children. In October, two Venmo, Venmo payments were made from Ty Lee's account to her older half-brother Colby with loving messages attached. When Colby tried to reach out to Ty Lee after that, he received unengaged responses saying that she was too busy to talk to him. And then the two had a big moment together. Chad and Lori would get married in Hawaii on November 5th, 2019, only 17 days after Tammy had died. As the new family started to form, they needed to get their story straight. All of the stories that would later come to light were being covered up at the wedding. Lori and Chad told people that Ty Lee had actually passed away in 2017. As for JJ, a welfare check was done on November 26th when JJ's grandma requested one. Lori told the officers that JJ was actually in Arizona with a close friend named Melanie Gibb. This was foolish though because the police obviously did their jobs and they called Melanie. Melanie told officers that JJ was not there and that she had not seen JJ in months at that point. Knowing that the gig was up, Lori and Chad were seen by neighbors the following day packing up a truck, and when the police and the FBI arrived the next day, they found that the home had been abandoned. As a part of the welfare check, Chad's home was also checked, but nothing and no one was found. Melanie would eventually tell officers that Chad and Lori had tried to force her to lie for them and say that JJ was with her but she didn't want any part of whatever was going on. As police tried to find JJ and ensure his welfare, though, they also found out that Ty Lee was also missing. 
It became clear to everyone at this point that there was certainly something going on, and Chad and Lori were certainly at the center of it. They just weren't quite sure what they were going to find. Throughout December 2019 and January of 2020, law enforcement agencies across the country started to organize and intensify their investigations into the couple. They would exhume Tammy's body to do an autopsy to find out if there was more than met the eye there as well. Colby and the grandparents of Ty Lee and JJ would plead for Lori and Chad to return the children to their family and even offered up a reward that totaled 20000 U.S. dollars for the return of the two children. Investigators would announce and make it clear that neither Ty Lee nor J.J. were with Chad and Lori, and that they had no idea where they were. They also said that Lori had refused to cooperate with any of their investigations. One strange thing that investigators found was a storage locker that Lori had rented in Rexburg in October of 2019. Inside of the locker were personal effects that had belonged to Ty Lee and JJ, including clothing, toys, photographs, and keepsakes. All of those things were loaded into the storage locker by Lori and her brother Alex. Alex would actually wind up dead on December 12th of 2019 because of blood clots and high blood pressure. All of the investigations would lead to Lori being arrested on February 20th of 2020 in Hawaii by the local police on charges that she was facing in Madison County, Idaho. The charges were two felony counts of desertion and non-support of dependent children, and three misdemeanors. The bail for Lori would originally be set for $5 million, but was dropped to $1 million after she was sent back to Idaho. It was reported at the time that none of the bail bond companies were willing to help her out. On March 24th of 2020, it would be reported in the news from leaked documents that Chad and Lori had come to the conclusion and become obsessed with the fact that both Ty Lee and JJ were in fact not human at all, and they were possessed, and they were zombies, and needed to be out of the picture for them. On June 9th, the Rexburg police obtained a second search warrant for Chad Daybell's home in Rexburg, and this time they were able to search more around the house, and they sadly discovered human remains on the property in what was believed to be a pet cemetery. On that very same day, Chad was taken into custody, and he was charged with two felony counts of concealment, distribution, or alteration of evidence. Only a few days later, the remains that were found on the property of Chad were confirmed to be the remains of Ty Lee and JJ. Chad's bail was also set at $1 million. At this point, with Chad and Lori thankfully behind bars, and with Ty Lee and JJ sadly confirmed to have been murdered, investigators started to build their case. On July 15th of 2020, Lori pled not guilty to the charges against her, and on August 21st, Chad also pled not guilty to all four felony counts against him. 
In September, Madison County Prosecutor Rob Wood would ask for the judge to combine Lori and Chad's cases because the evidence and the witnesses that would be called would be the same. Then on May 24th of 2021, Chad and Lori would officially be charged with the murders of Tammy Daybell, Tylee Ryan, and J.J. Vallow. On May 27th, Lori's case would be delayed because it was deemed that she was incompetent to stand trial. On June 29th, Lori was indicted in Arizona by a grand jury on conspiracy to commit the murder of her husband, Charles Vallow. On August 5th, it was announced that prosecutors were going to seek the death penalty for Chad. On April 11th of 2022, Lori was deemed competent to stand trial following a stay in a mental health hospital, and she was released back into the custody of the Fremont County Sheriff's Department. On May 2nd, 2022, it was announced that prosecutors would also seek the death penalty for Lori. On April 3rd of 2023, Lori's trial would begin, and combining the cases was never done. So Chad will be tried separately. On May 12th of 2021, just over a month later, Lori Vallow Daybell was found guilty of all criminal charges against her, and on July 31st of 2023, she was sentenced to consecutive life sentences for the murder of Ty Lee, the murder of JJ, and the conspiracy to commit murder against Tammy. Judge Stephen Boyce said that these would be consecutive sentences because she needed to be held accountable for each of the three murders separately. Lori was also sentenced to life in prison without parole for two charges of conspiracy to commit murder with Tylee and JJ, 10 years for a grand theft charge, and all three of those counts will run concurrently to the life sentences. The judge said, quote, It is unbelievable at your age. You have no prior criminal history, and now you sit here convicted of the most serious charge. The most unimaginable type of murder is to have a mother murdering her own children, and that's exactly what you did. Despite the jury convicting you with overwhelming evidence, you still sit here before the court today and say you didn't do it, unquote. He would go on to say that Lori had no concern over what she had done. Her children lied burned, mutilated, and dismembered, and buried like animals in Chad's yard while she was in Hawaii on her honeymoon. During the hearing for her sentencing, Lori was given a chance to make a statement, and she did. She made a disjointed, crazy, and rambling statement where, among other things, she claimed that she had spoken to her dead children, and Tammy as well, and that they had all told her that they were happy and busy in heaven, and that they didn't blame her for their deaths. She even said that she and Tammy had become very close since Tammy's death, and that Tammy would come to her to give her peace and comfort. She continued to say that none of the three had been murdered and that Jesus knew the difference between murder and what had happened to Tammy, Tylee, and JJ. So, 
that's the end of the story as far as Lori goes, at least for now. We all know that there will be tons of appeals and there will be a lot of paperwork shuffled and passed back and forth in the aftermath of her case. Chad Daybell's trial is presently set to start on April 1st of 2024, and the prosecution still says that they will be seeking the death penalty if he is convicted. A death sentence was removed from Lori's trial because of media saturation, violations by the state, Lori's mental status, and an inability by the state of Idaho to impose a death sentence if given. I would then venture to say that the death sentence likely will also not be held in Chad's case, neither. And that is where we will leave this episode and this case, at least until Chad's case comes up in the news. I'm sure that we will post about that case and maybe even do an update episode if one is warranted. I'm going to leave you with a very pressing and pertinent question here that I know people actually feel very strongly about on either side. Do you believe that mental health should matter when determining if someone should face a death penalty? We see this often where someone is imprisoned for life because they are deemed unfit to be given the death penalty. For me, this is a weird one. So catch me on social media and let me know what you think. In states and countries where the death penalty is an option, in cases like this one, should that always be the ultimate outcome? Hop on over to our socials. We can be found using at GBNF pretty much on every platform. And of course, come join the conversation on Patreon and let us know what you think and support the show as well if you can. Then hop back onto your favorite platform next week and listen to the next episode of Gone But Never Forgotten. In the meantime, give a hug and a kiss to your loved ones and be thankful for all that you have. And of course, when you venture out into the world around you, don't forget to be better. Thank you for listening to Gone But Never Forgotten. <laughs>